0: the world, and especially the United States It's the heart that says, I will not
2: acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes.
0: Perception is the key and the heart is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And check out our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, for our full show archive, all the montages, my books, top news stories, and more at www.thesecretteachings.info. I've had a very, very busy day today getting down into the home stretch, the last couple dozen pages of my book, The Technological Elixir. I've had to pause the editing process this last week a little bit because of being so busy. And yesterday going on the Kev Baker show on top of doing Ground Zero and my show. So I did about six hours of radio yesterday on top of having the uh, editing process and the preparation for those shows in that of our annual Super Bowl special, which is, uh, although work, it's also very fun. And I'm really happy to hear and to see that so many of you who tune into The Secret Teachings every night or every couple of nights or you get into the archives, that you were so eager to hear our perspective on the Super Bowl halftime show and that you respect what we say and what we do hear on The Secret Teachings as much as you may respect other radio shows who do similar things uh, when it comes to the uh, analysis of an event like the Super Bowl because things can get out of control really fast when people start talking about the Illuminati and they talk about conspiracies and I don't believe that the Super Bowl is some Illuminati ritual. You could define it as that in the context with the word Illuminati which means illumination and for those who understand symbolism and understand what symbols mean and archetypes and whatnot, then they can be illuminated by that information and they can see a deeper meaning in what is being produced and shown to them on television and on their computers, etc. And others watch and it's just purely entertainment. But the word entertainment, if you break it down into the word entertain, it means to give your energy to something, to direct your energy to something. Entertainment, therefore, is basically magic. And that's why Hollywood uses the word Hollywood which is the wood used, the holly used by magicians, Celtic magicians, Druidic magicians to make their wands to conjure up storms like the storm that you saw on the Jumbotron on the big black screen mirror at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday. Or if you watch the halftime show or highlights afterwards, this will be something that people are talking about all week, of course, and to conjure up illusions. Illusions. Illusions, things that aren't necessarily real, kind of like mirages. And I think that everything that occurred during the Super Bowl broadcast was, in many ways, an illusion. It was broadcast through your black mirrors, and it showed you ideas and concepts that were sold to you as if they were products. Whether that was racial justice, or it was sexual gender justice, or whatever you might have gotten out of the ceremony, the pomp and pageantry, out of the ritual. Now, I could talk about this all week because there are so many different angles that we we could do like a different show every night and take a different angle on the subject. But usually what I do, I do a two-part show on the Super Bowl because by the time I prepare my show and I do other shows and then I do the annual... Ground Zero show with Clyde Lewis, where we talk about it and take some phone calls, as we did last night. Uh, big shout out to uh, Derek, a night stalker who called into Ground Zero. Um, I, I'm always blown away by what Derek has to say as well. And I'd, I'd really like to have—I know I'll put him on the spot—but I'd really like to have Derek come on the show to talk about some of the stuff that he knows because his his mind is just rapid. Uh, with how he processes things and how he digs things up. So Derek called into the show last night. And the reason I do a two-part show is because people like Derek do their own research. They call in and they have a very good point to make or multiple points. And they bring things to my attention or Clyde's attention that we just didn't see because we don't have you know time to, to see everything. Clyde was up until like 4 a.m. Monday doing his, uh, his work for the show Monday night. And uh, I I spent almost the entire day Monday preparing for the show, for uh, Kev Baker at 5 p.m. Eastern, and then I did Ground Zero, and then I did my show. Uh, Kev Baker's show, by the way, if you want to hear it, he should put it on YouTube because we did a video cast. Uh, it did air on Truth Frequency Radio. I assume that on TFR live.com or tfr.com the tfr website you can find kev baker's archive there or the kev baker show website and you can download that show i imagine or at least listen to it i'm not sure how that platform works fully but you could catch the show that we did yesterday and then of course if you're into aftermath.media you can find the show that clyde and i did and uh i gave obviously at the end of the show last night a big shout out to the fringe fm and it, it really, it's to me, it's, a, it's, a, it's about cross-promotion and working with other people, whether they're radio hosts like Kevin Clyde or they are listeners like, uh, like Derek uh, or Joseph Lavelle, who messages me quite often, or uh, I just got another message from Clay uh, about doing a show. I've wanted Clay to do a show with me for a while because he sees a lot of stuff in the music industry that I overlook, uh, and he actually had the I don't know, Clay, is it the pleasure? Did you have the pleasure one time of going to a poppy concert? I don't know, or maybe that was the displeasure of going to a poppy concert. But we have a lot of listeners that, that email us and, and send us you know, stuff. like. Uh, just Another example, I got an email from Rick uh, W. last night about the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't know if Rick just missed our show, but he was asking me if I could do a presentation on it. And uh, obviously, we did that last night, and I have a few details to share with you now. The reason I'm I'm telling you about other radio hosts and about listeners like Derek or Joseph or or Clay or uh, another one of our fans, David uh, uh, Barsky, uh, is because, or I got to give a shout out to Bradley Roberts and Teresa Jordan, and I mean I should pull up the list of all the new subscribers too and give you guys shout outs. Uh, But the reason I'm bringing all this up is because it's because of people like you who not only, you know, you buy a book or you subscribe to the show or you're here every night and you support the show and, you know, you help us to maintain a a solid listener base. Uh, But when you show me things that I didn't know, it's not that I'm a genius. It's not that I'm like on some other plane of conscious existence. Uh, I miss things because I'm human and we should be working together to find things that and share things that otherwise maybe we wouldn't see. So, like, you know, Derek called into Ground Zero last night, and he was saying, uh, and I know I'm putting Derek on the spot, but he was saying that, you know, this is like the apex, Clyde and I talking was the apex of occultism or esotericism with the Super Bowl. But what Derek had to say was just like the crescendo to the show. As a listener, he brought up the point, and I, I had no clue, that The Weeknd, uh, whose real name is Abel, which I thought was interesting. Cain and Abel, there could be a, you know, you could extract some archetypical mythological story out of that for the Super Bowl halftime show as well. But that hit, uh, the weekend uses the logo of the O and the X. And my reaction was kind of like Clyde's reaction like, really? The O and the X? I mean, that's so significant because the O and the X, the X itself is the kiss of death, and death was a big symbol. At the halftime show. But if you take the O and the X and you turn it on its side, so the O is above the X, you get the Jolly Roger or the Skull and Crossbones. of The Pirates, right? The Pirates or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we heard last night about, if you listen to the show that I did with Clyde, you heard the show, uh, a commentary that Clyde made about Amanda Gorman's poem. Called three captains, which honored the teacher, the nurse, and the soldier at the game, and how that relates to a Rudyard Kipling text called "The Rhyme of the Three Captains," which I read refers to uh, Paul Jones, and uh, it's a, it's about pirates, three captains, three pirates, three uh, you know different guys uh, that were involved in uh, things on the sea, on the ocean. And I read through that writing, and they talk about something called a China storm. Uh, Rudyard Kipling uh, referenced a China storm, which just for, you know, uh, more so hyperbolic or exaggeration purposes, uh, is interesting because of the heavy usage of Marxist ideology in the color scheme and in the uh, cultural theme of the Super Bowl this year. The China storm, and then of course the red storm clouds at the halftime show. And, uh, you know, there's another part of that, of that text that I thought was interesting. And and it said, sail from a heathen coast to be robbed in a Christian port. Now, I don't necessarily think the United States of America is Christian, nor should it have an official religion. Should we have an official religion? However, the idea that you sail from a heathen coast to be robbed in a Christian port is like the United States is, generally speaking, and I would argue and debate against myself, but hear me out. Generally speaking, a more ethical and a more moral nation than some countries. Uh, I know how that sounds, but you compare us to the storm of China, and China has no bottom to their depravity. Uh, At least there is some bottom to our depravity in the United States, but this is where we're being robbed. We're being robbed in the Christian port by the Chinese storm. So I thought that was interesting, and I really didn't bring that up last night. Um, and I also want to mention, like, when I say Clyde or Ground Zero or Kev, you know, it's like Kev Baker, I'm mentioning them because I know these guys, and, I, and, I, and I'm doing shows with them, and I know that a lot of you who listen to this show listen to those shows, and I'm referencing them because I, I want to do the cross-promotion, because I want to have the accessibility and the awareness of the content made available. It's not because of, of like, name-dropping. If you wanted me to name-drop... I mean, I can name drop for you. I've had David Icke on this show. I've had Bill Benny on this show. I've had uh, numerous famous authors from Jim Mars, who was a friend of mine, to and it just goes on and on. I'm not name dropping. Some people think that's the case. I'm, I'm simply saying, we did shows yesterday on this, and I'm just trying to fill in some of the holes with some of the things that I learned from those radio hosts and learned from you as uh, as listeners. And so so anyway, let's go back to the... The, the skull and crossbones, the Jolly Roger, uh, from the, the Amanda Gorman poem and the Rudyard Kipling text, uh, the skull and crossbones, which is essentially the O and the X used by The weekend, and it is a, a, it's a representation of death, that death is around every corner. It is a, a memento mori, an object which serves as a warning or reminder of death, usually the skull itself or the, the skull and the bones. Now it's interesting further because uh, I had a, a leather listener message me recently, and they mentioned uh, the ox in relationship to the ox uh, uh, ox uh, of the year, the year of the ox, 2021, and how the year of the ox, the year of the metal ox, just like last year, uh, is the year for which the beast of burden, which is the ox, uh, will be slain. Uh, last year was the year of the, the rat or the lab rat. This is the year of the ox. Like we were experimented on. And now as we build the system of our own destruction, we will be slaughtered and sacrificed on its altar. Uh, that's the underlying theme. So when you go beyond that, I had a listener send me uh, a message about, uh, about the ox and how the ox is in everything, you know, from uh, fr- uh, or the ox or the ax, is in everything from X-Men to the air we breathe, right? That is the OX, Oxygen. And uh, the, the Oxygen is something that has been stripped out of us recently with the usage of masks and double masks and triple masks. Uh, I mentioned an email by Esteban Panita, who mentioned uh, the O and the X or the X inside of the O, which is a sexual symbol. And, and he uh, m- uh, mentioned to us the Xbox, the X-Men, the Apple operating system. So whether it's Esteban or it's, or it's Derek or it's Joseph or it's D- David or it's, you know, my friend Jack or uh, so many of you contribute to this show and you give me information that I, I didn't know. Uh, and, uh, for example, I talked on the phone last night, like right after I got off of the, first sh- uh, the second show I did before my show, uh, my friend Jack called me. Uh, it's like it's like one in the morning And uh, Jack mentioned something that I didn't see uh, at the Super Bowl halftime show, which is just as important as the weekend. And uh, his logo he uses, which is the O and the X, which is the Ox, the Jolly Roger, the Kiss of Death. And in relationship to death, um, just before this show, I realized a, a, a word play or a play on words. Uh, and I think Derek Murphy would appreciate this in relationship to his comments on the Ox. And that is, the weekend, if you say it real slow, relates to death and dying. Week, end. Your weekend. You're alone. You've been here long enough. It's time to die. And all of that relates furthermore to what my friend Jack mentioned to me, kind of hidden in plain sight. But in the opening to the halftime show of The Pepsi, uh, a sponsored a sponsored halftime show where you see Coca Cola or, or the Pepsi Cola rather in the in the Pepsi logo, um, and I I did make a mistake yesterday. I said Coca Cola, it was Pepsi Cola and uh, the Pepsi logo, but you see the uh, the 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 weekend 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 in a car, and above that is uh, like a Vegas woman, and you know the the feathers, uh, it's just all lit up and lights, but there's two roses there. And when Jack showed me that, I said, where? <laughs> I went back and I looked at it, and I was like, oh my God, you're right, Jack, there are two roses there. And, I mean, it basically looks like the rose from Beauty and the Beast, which we know is a symbol of initiation, of, of death and resurrection, and the preservation of the spirit and preservation of the soul. And, of course, the contrast between the beauty of the rose and the, and the harshness of the thorns. So I missed that. That's there in the opening of the ceremony and, uh, you know, all the things that, that, uh, I kind of, I looked at today and all the things that I read, uh, today and uh, that I, I read last night, I, I just had like an overwhelming sense of, of, of love or I, I guess more so appreciation, but that comes from a place of love, but just a feeling of appreciation for everybody who, supports this show and allows us to do what we do five nights a week because what we do is obviously having an impact on people all over the country and all over the world. Uh, I'm not talking about politically. I'm not talking about in any other context except in the context of what the rose itself represents as a symbol of blossoming and blooming As a symbol of uh, initiation into the mysteries, into uh, into the divine, and uh, you know, I we have listeners from all over the world who email us and support what we do. And uh, I mentioned on the last show, like we don't make a lot of money. I maybe make six hundred dollars a month doing this. I have to work a part-time job, but it's the information that is critical, and. I, I didn't clarify this on the secret teachings last night too much, but I clarify I tried to clarify it on Ground Zero with the limited time that I had, and that is the reason that I talk about this. Although it's you know it's become more fun every year, and you know people expect something and uh, you know that's interesting and entertaining, and that can be dangerous because we can look and find things that aren't really there or find meanings that aren't there. Uh, it all plays into the collective conscience and it all dumps into the giant Super Bowl that's poured out as a libation to the symbols, the rituals, and the invocations. Um, But with all the support and all the things that we see collectively and individually together, it allows us to break the conditioning and to prevent ourselves from succumbing to the the marketing and the advertising of things whether that's you know beer maybe you like beer you know but be, i'm saying that in context with the fact that an event like this where 99 plus million people tune in a lot of things are being sold and it's a global event and more than just beer is being sold ideas are being sold and warfare, psychological, cultural, etc., is being waged. And as that is waged, and no bullets are fired, since we think warfare is more like a movie, and we don't understand always that warfare is psychological, warfare is data-driven, we kind of overlook things like, The slogan of the Super Bowl, which was it takes all of us, and what takes all of us is information technology, it. Or the IOT, the capital I, lowercase O, capital T, the IOT, the it, takes all of us. Or it is the clown. It the clown takes all of us. How does it the clown take all of us? Well, it is a clown, but it is also the pale man, the demon, the antichrist, the pale faces that were wrapped up. In the, by the performers, their faces that were wrapped up. Um, and I mentioned last night on my show how they kind of looked like little rakes. They looked like rakes on the, the giant TV screens with the way that their, their cameras were zoomed in on them. Uh, and they were isolated and alone, which was a huge theme of the ceremony, uh, that there is a body being constructed for the deliverance of mankind into an artificial virtual subreality, a subreality that is digital uh, that uh, in the Amazon commercial for Alexa, uh, the beautiful vessel for Alexa, which was a spherical black object used for scrying and a human body. The sponsorship of Amazon was the body for Alexa. So these are some of the things that we kind of overlooked with the ox and the weekend and also, week end the pink rose and of course um the whore of babylon rides the bull which is often associated with the ox uh and the whore of babylon rides the bull in red the whore of babylon is of course the scarlet woman and uh, we had another caller also calling last night to ground zero and mentioned ezekiel 37 and i thought that it was interesting ezekiel 37 if you read it It talks about the spirit, and it talks about the very subject matter that we saw at the Super Bowl. uh, The imagery, and the the implications, and the notion where it says, My people will know that I am the Lord. This is 37.13 in Ezekiel. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you, and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Bring you up from them. Bring you up from the graves. We saw the graves at the point where the city was on the stage at the halftime show. We saw the, the death at the end of the performance. We saw the heavy reliance on things like uh, storms and resurrection and the pink rose and the Year of the Ox, and the Pirate, and the Jolly Roger, and the Skull, the skull and Crossbones, and the Weak End Masses, Weak End Masses, Weak End, Dying Masses. In the Super Bowl, which we pour our energy into, it is a valley, and on the valley floor was the battlefield where war was fought, the battlefield where during the halftime performance, Everybody died the place in which our energy is directed toward the center of this ritual where the whore of Babylon rides on the bull and brings destruction to all things so that we can as the Jeep commercial said reunite the United States with a big red star kind of sounds like building back better. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. I want to let you know that tonight is a special episode, although he is not with us. I am going to, because I got permission, play some of the segments from the Kev Baker show yesterday. We've got Kev Baker from Scotland on the show tonight. We're going to play the first segment here after break, and a few other segments in the second hour. The entire show, you'll have to go find it through Kev Baker's website, and or truth frequency radio this is the fringe fm fringe.fm i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings i want to thank you all so much for supporting this show there's more after this don't go anywhere right here on the fringe This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting,
1: The Fringe FM.
0: Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing, The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support the Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM.
2: Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Of your reality? Of your reality? Do you question the nature of your reality? Join me, host Jess Rogie of The Rogie Report, as we find out more about the strange reality we live in. Here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there,
1: and so are we.
2: KTLK,
1: digital broadcasting,
2: The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings, excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable.
0: You're listening to The Fringe FM, where the Wheel of the Year turns from Yule to Letha, Ostara to Maybon. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
2: This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: It's time you got acquainted with the
2: real hard truth.
1: This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm
0: nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods.
1: You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM.
0: Hi there, I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings radio show right here on The Fringe FM. On The Secret Teachings, we cover parapsychology, pop conspiracy, magic myth, health, and more. You can catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday after Joe Roop and Lighting the Void right here on The Fringe FM. For more information, you can visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. host, Ryan Gable, and you're tuned in to The Secret Teachings the day after the day after the Super Bowl, the day after our annual Super Bowl show. We like to tie up loose ends on the Tuesday after, and tonight we've gone through some of that in the first half hour, but I'm also going to be airing part of the interview that Kev Baker from The Kev Baker Show did yesterday evening. At 5 p.m. Eastern, you can probably find that on Truth Frequency Radio or Kev Baker's website. Find him on Facebook at Kev Baker or Kev Baker Show. I uh, Love the Kev Baker Show. Kev gave me such a such a warming <laughs> introduction yesterday. I don't know if I can really, I can't match it. Uh, I feel like Kev is better at words and and stringing them together than I am. Although he would never <laughs> he would never admit that, but I have uh, the Kev Baker interview for you right now in The Secret Teachings, uh, where we talked quite a bit about the Super Bowl halftime show. Kev had not seen it, and remember, Kev is in Scotland. So Kev is in a completely different part of the world, um, as are, of course, a lot of you. I'm not sure how many of you in the UK or Australia watch the Super Bowl, or how much interest you have in our annual show, Uh, but I like to get as much out of the content as I can uh, before it kind of becomes boring and old news, uh, I also really quickly before I air the first segment of that interview, I want to play, uh, or not play? Excuse me, play the first segment, air the first segment. I want to mention uh, all the subscribers to the Secret Teachings in the month of uh, January, or, and I can't remember everybody, but as per what my, what my website uh, uh, says about when the subscribers. Uh, I guess this says when their access began. So the access to the archive began. Uh, we have Palermo Angel, uh, Dan- or Angel Palermo, Daniel uh, Sovransky, Jeffrey Leo, Jean Balmer, Rebecca Tasker, Dan Zanzig, Gary Korak, Kavan Fatai. I'm hopefully not butchering too many of these names. Uh, I know Christine Drinkwater, uh, Mark McDaniel, David Morris, Charles Arizaga, Arizaga Scott Nyberg, Anna Songrass, Nels Hansen, Natalie Gaston, Kyle Gillard, Daniel Anderson, Troy Wilson, Clay Tabor, Scott Rankin, Julian Gonzalez, Lane Utkov, Tony, I remember Utkov, I remember writing that when I sent out the book. Uh, Tony D'Amico, Kyle Sanders and Lisa Mouthison, Lisa M, (laughs) who I'm also sending uh, a book to. Uh, I appreciate all of you for subscribing to the show. You know, a lot of these are like $5 weekly subscriptions. It's a way to support the show, get access to the archive or they are one time donations where you get the yearly subscription, the book and all of that. Uh, including the montages and uh, the autographed book uh, is something I'll ship to you for free. Uh, the Technological Elixir is almost done. Occult Arcana is uh, obviously uh, the top seller, as I've mentioned many times. But I also have Food Philosophy. Don't forget about that book on disease theory and, uh, well, the philosophy of food and lifestyle and things like that from the vantage point of The Secret Teachings. It's all at www.secretteachings.info. Uh, this is the Kev Baker Show from yesterday. February 8th, where we're talking about the Super Bowl. I hope you enjoy. After the first segment, we'll come back, and then we'll play the next two segments uh, as well.
2: Yes, it was Super Bowl 50 or 55, I think. I can't quite remember the number of it, but hey, that's okay. Because today, we're going to be doing something that's become a bit of an annual tradition for our special guest today. And it's been far too long. Way, way, way too long since I've been joined by the absolutely brilliant Ryan Gable. Before he comes on here, let me give this guy a very big build-up indeed. Myself and Scotty Lopez, we have talked time and time again about how, in our opinion, when you listen to Ryan Gable, you're listening to somebody in the very, very early stages of what's going to be A very, very important career. Talking about the kind of subjects that we're going to be getting into today. The symbolism, the secret messages that are there for those with the eyes to see. And how it connects into all these occult kind of leanings, all the secret societies. And how it really, really takes somebody with a very well-trained eye. To pick apart something like the Super Bowl, the halftime show, and then, like I say, myself and Scott, we both agree. I think Jimmy Jeans, we've had this conversation as well. I think of people like Jim Mars. I think of people like Jordan Maxwell. I think of people like David Icke. All huge household names if you're into what we're into. I think Ryan Gable's going to be one of the next. I really do. Every time I talk about it, I get the goosebumps. Doesn't mean I'm right, but I think, I think when we listen to Ryan, we're listening to somebody that's a genius. So, dude, welcome back to the show, man. Um, You can pay me afterwards. I know you hate, you're like me, you're a very modest dude, but um, honestly, man, um, myself and Scotty Lopez, we've got like money on you, dude. If we could go to a bookie, we'd put money on you being one of the big names in the future. So I'm really, really lucky to have you here today to do something that you usually do every year, and you're going to be doing this year as well with Clyde Lewis. Big shout out to the team over there. But it's the day after the Super Bowl, Ryan. How are you feeling, man? And welcome back to the show.
0: Well, first of all, Kev, thank you for that incredible, brilliant introduction. Second of all, I miss the accent. I haven't been on the Kev Baker show for a while, and uh, I miss you. I miss your audience. And third, I'm a little bit hungover from the Super Bowl, but not from alcohol, just from the incessant propaganda that was both social, racial, cultural, sexual, and medical, uh, along with uh, a tremendous amount of uh, gladiator sport and uh, just a little bit of cultural depravity. Uh, And then I also had a lot of fun and ate too much last night. That's how I'm feeling. I know you didn't watch it, so luckily you probably don't have that hangover going on. That's how I Well,
2: am. I, I, I tell you what, dude, um, I didn't know last night that I'd be speaking to you today. We hadn't quite confirmed it. Yeah, me either. But I, I, I'm glad I missed it now, right? Because um now I get to see what it was really all about. I get to hear what the, the real show, what the real messages were. And before we even get to that, I was going to ask you um, I mentioned that this has become an annual tradition. You and our mutual friend Clyde, big shout out to the team over at Ground Zero. Um, but what was it? When did you start looking into the halftime show, per se? When did you really start to, like I call it, decode it?
0: I've been looking at the Super Bowl for probably probably about five to six years solid. I remember the first time that I looked at it and did a show on it was back in like 2014. Uh, I think it was Bruno Mars did the Super Bowl. And I was I was I was watching it, and I did a brief commentary on it. Uh, it wasn't too in-depth. And uh, that was probably my fourth year in radio. And I remember turning on the radio, and I heard another guy talking about the Super Bowl. And I thought, I had no clue who it was. And I thought, this guy stole my stuff. I'm really mad. And then I found out it was Clyde Lewis. And I realized, oh, there are other people who see the things the way that I do through the lens of occultism and symbolism and things like that. So um, I never contacted Clyde. I met him at a conference uh, in Joshua Tree about three years after that. But about six years ago, Kev, seven years ago, well, seven years, 2021, seven years ago, I started looking at it, and every year it just kind of grew bigger. And um, I think that I know that The Secret Teachings and Ground Zero and other shows that you and I have done – it's kind of set the bar for the Super Bowl halftime analysis, where it's more of an objective view, at least as best as I can provide, to the best of my ability. When uh, you have a lot of clickbaiters that make things about, you know, that was a reptilian halftime performance. It was the Illuminati performance. Look at there's Doritos, they're triangles. That's the Illuminati communicating to us, or other people who feel that it's just a game and there's no significant meaning to it whatsoever. So I've
2: been the guy that used to be um, my first ever appearance on any radio show was the night of the London Olympics 2012 opening wow. ceremony. Wow. Yeah, that was the first time I was ever on a show. And I concentrated on the fact that there was a big pyramid. Uh, <laughs> um, all the kind of conspiracy tropes that nowadays I kind of crawl under the desk and cringe at. But so I've been there. I've been that guy. Oh, me too, buddy. The, me yeah, too. Yeah, and that's the kind yeah. of thing that's really kind of turned me away from from looking at this now, Ryan, because there's such a glut of like you say, um, half decoded, um, half done shows on what's on view at, at the Super Bowl. When really there's a deeper level. I mean, that that's just like a surface level. It's almost like um parlor room conspiracy. <sighs> if we want to call it that right and right. That you guys you and Clyde you take it to where it needs to be you know
0: I, I appreciate that I try to and I know that when you and I have conversations about this in the past you see the same things I think most people see the same things when they're pointed out um and to clarify uh for anybody who's maybe uncertain about what I do or what you do or other people like Clyde do I don't sit watch the game and find everything at once it's like uh, I usually wait a day to do my show. I usually come on your show, uh, Clyde's show, and other shows, and then I combine all that and then make my show kind of the conglomerate of all of that information. Uh, But it takes me a while, and people point things out to me that I didn't see. So, you know, it's not that I'm a genius in that sense. I just have interest in trying to look at it objectively, um, and other people look at it objectively, and we find things, and we put it together together, and then that helps us to have a better vantage point in understanding what the underlying theme is. Um, And and I feel perhaps the most important key point before starting an analysis is to establish what exactly the event is in the sense that the Super Bowl is something I looked up the statistics from the Nielsen ratings this year, 99 plus million people watched the game. So 99 million people tuned in, right? that's That's a lot of people. That's a lot of attention. A lot of attention and a lot of energy. And where does that energy and attention go? It gets poured into the chalice or the super bowl. And all that energy goes into the bowl. All that energy in the magical ritual, the pomp and the pageantry of the ceremony, of the introductions and the halftime show and the commercials and the end of the game and the trophy presentation and all of that. And all that energy, all that attention, it powers... The symbols, it powers the sigils, it powers through the ritual, whatever the theme might be. And the theme could be a number of things. It could be what's being sold in a car commercial, what's being sold in a beer commercial, what's being sold as the message of the the Super Bowl for the community. And usually it's very, very similar. The last couple of years, it's been a heavy emphasis on technology, transhumanism, human 2.0, and Human or Human Plus, uh, a post-human, post-industrial world in line with the World Economic Forum, in line with the United Nations and their 17 Goals to Sustainability. When you put all of that together, which is, you know, it's in writing, it's published, and you start to see the connections, you realize, okay, there are advertisements that sell us beer and sell us cars, and they'll use technology and robots and things like that in the commercials as part of the theme. But when you put it all together and you stand back, you realize none of this is accidental. None of this is coincidental. It's a perfect place not just to sell beer and cars. It's also a place to sell you an idea. It's a place to sell you a future. And it's a place to do it subliminally through the imagery. And when it's done subliminally and those symbols communicate to your subconscious, it starts to become your reality And it's a way to essentially hijack the conscious, organic experience and replace it with something synthetic. And I think that is really the major theme of the Super Bowl this year as it was the last few years. And I can get into more details if you'd like about that.
2: Wow, I'm already looking forward to this. Would you say that this year was um, a better year? Because I know some years are better than others and it's more obvious what's going on. Was it kind of a wash? Was it quite obvious this year? Ryan, that hit you about the face
0: yeah yeah i i you know i really don't even know how to answer that question i was i was thinking before i watched it i hope it's easier this year because i was i was um i always get nervous i get nervous that i'm not going to be able to find anything to talk about right and if and if i get into that mindset then you know i might miss things or i might look and find things that aren't really there so i have to be careful with that that attitude um but no this year was it struck me in different ways than last year, which struck me in different ways than the year before. Last year was there was a heavy emphasis on the fertility ritual uh, with Shakira and the Knot, which interestingly enough, because this is the first week of February, we have the uh, Festival of Imbolc and Bridget's Knot. And so that, that was a big, heavy theme in last year's Super Bowl uh, 54. And then this year, ritual uh, resurrection was part of it, but it was a different kind of resurrection. It was kind of like resurrecting an artificial consciousness or an artificial intelligence and destroying the natural world, like destroying the city, making the city a ghost town uh, where they replaced at the halftime, showed the city with tombstones. Uh, it was, that's very bizarre. We can get into that as well. Uh, but to answer your question simply, it struck me different, but not necessarily in a bigger way or, you know, in a less way. Although I, I will add quickly that the commercials and the overall performance and how it's all put together, and I was talking earlier to Clyde about this on the phone, it just doesn't seem to have the energy that it it used to. There's something missing, and I think it's the human element as we move more into machines and AI and stuff like that.
2: Funny you mention that because um, this was already going to be a Super Bowl with a difference I had expected we would see a lot of augmented reality and a lot of virtual reality type stuff going on. But this is one of the first times ever that we've had like a half-empty stadium. Yeah. And now, I know there was a lot of cutouts there, but interesting how you say that, you know, how perhaps potentially even the energy of the physical bodies there watching it in person, physically observing, how that perhaps supercharges. It, it adds energy to the event itself, you know? Well, first of all, it was
0: a super spreader event, Kev. Yeah, it, yeah. Those cardboard cutouts are spreading COVID. They didn't have masks on. Uh, but, as long as they um, anally tested them before
2: they put the cutouts into oh, the chairs, I
0: think we might be okay. Oh, yeah, they made sure they made them bend over and take it right up there. You know, just the tip. Yeah. They, they promised me it's just the tip. Ten, ten swirls of that tip, Kev. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that's That's how you're supposed to do the test, China says. Uh, but yeah you had to pay a hundred dollars for those cutouts by the way uh to get your picture on a piece of cardboard what a it's a waste and uh i don't know we could wow, like dude wow i think I think we could do a whole show on the absurdity of what professional sports has turned into in that regard um but in the sense that you know you didn't have a lot of fans there, there were like twenty something thousand fans in the stadium seventy five hundred were people that had received the COVID vaccine. So there was, I thought there'd be more propaganda about that than there was, which that was surprising to me. Um, But what you'll notice, and this is just part of any entertainment, any kind of performance, but in context with the 99 million people watching at home or wherever they were watching the game, you realize at the halftime show that they play music, they do the songs that are kind of like slow and low tempo. And then it goes high and then it goes low. And then it goes high and then it goes low and goes low and high and low and high. It's kind of like the game itself, right? There's lows and highs. It's like that in life, but that's the breath of life. And then you create that in an artificial environment and it's like a breath. It's breathing in and breathing out, exhaling. And that whole process, I think what you're suggesting, does indeed power the sigils and the cymbals in a, very, um, a, very, a, a much more powerful way than a typical football game or a typical whatever game it might be or whatever event for that matter.
2: Uh, I don't know where you want to start. I'm going to let you kind of work your way through this. But one thing I did see over my shoulder um, at the start of the game, and nothing new, no surprise to me here, but the the kind of um, the, the military-type stuff on display mm-hmm. with the flyover as well. Um, yeah. Like I say, I mean, it's not as if I'm saying that's anything new, Ryan. But, but that certainly stood out to me when I had a look over my shoulder. I seen one young lady. I think she's a lady. I didn't check what pronouns she likes to use. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Be careful. She seemed, be careful. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> got to right. but she seemed to be opening up the, the game with a song, stood up on a, a, a mad platform thing. I, I don't know, dude. That was a bit weird in itself. So where do you want to start? I mean, talk us through Super Bowl.
0: Well, they play, they did the Black National Anthem. Or I don't think they call it the African American national anthem. They call it like the Black national anthem. So they started with that. Uh, and and as per the flyover, I think it was a B two bomber, uh, and a B fifty two bomber, and then another plane I couldn't identify. And that that was from uh, your your friends over there at McDill Air Force Base, where you.
2: Yeah, I thought it may have been. I actually thought that. Yeah. See, you know, you know how my mind works. I'm thinking that'd have been McDill.
0: It, it was definitely McDill, man. I went there yeah. for a bunch of air shows when I was a kid, and I remember seeing the the F one seventeen and the B two. It's a very creepy, alien-like plane. but yeah, they I, I, I can't even
2: tell you about some of the stuff I see in there at Joint Command. You know, I'd have to come and take you. You'd have to, you'd
0: have to kill me? It makes it sound more interesting than it is. Trust me. Yeah, Trust you, me. Okay. Just go on YouTube and tell people that. They'll give you super chats. You see, I could. I really could, couldn't I? I yeah. could. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kev. I could
2: probably just tell them I was sitting in the hangar drinking coffee all day, bored out my skull, and they would still give it. They'd be like, "Wow, man, super soldier guy."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get yeah. all kinds of money from making up all kinds of stuff on YouTube, and then when you you know address reality, the wilder the better, cares. I find.
2: The wilder the better.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get off on this because you and I will go. <laughs> oh, we'll go we
2: could go all night on this we, stuff, Ryan. You know it.
0: We will, but. I, you know that B two bomber that flew over. There's a new bomb that it can drop. Did you hear? And this isn't a joke. Did you hear about the new bomb? No. Okay. Th- apparently, one of these con artists, one of our friends, is saying that there's a nuclear bomb now that doesn't have radiation, and it just makes things small. It's a oh, it's a yeah. it's a mini nuke. And that's a that's a quote. It's a miniature nuclear weapon. So, oh, wow, dude, <laughs> you make that up, you make a million dollars. That's that's what you need to get on, Kev. We're, we're doing it
2: all wrong, man. We're, you know, we're, we're
0: doing it all wrong. <laughs> Why am I analyzing this objectively? I could just make stuff up.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And people would love it. They would flock to <laughs> so it. So anyway, okay. take us into it then, yeah. Ryan. Talk us through um, the process, what, what you got from the Super Bowl.
0: So I noticed something that was cultural and social, and I feel that it relates to transhumanism. And I know that for some people it sounds like it is a a political subject, and for others they think, well, it doesn't have any meaning. What does this have to do with robots? You know, I just want to see the AI. But if I can briefly touch on the subject of um, social justice, which was one of the main points of the NFL at the beginning, the introduction, they talked about social justice and donating all this money to fight, uh, they said, systematic racism. Now, and how black folks don't have a lot of opportunities. And I thought that that was interesting in the United States because black folks make up about 14 percent of the population. So, you know, if I go to Kenya, white people aren't going to make up a majority of of positions in government or in businesses because it's a predominantly black country. Uh, And also, in terms of social justice, the National Football League is 70 percent black. White people are a minority. Now, I know that sounds like a political issue, but it's also a technological issue. Because the very foundation of social justice in the Marxist context with Black Lives Matter, which is a Marxist organization, according to the founder, where they perform black magic rituals, according to all three of the founders, in their own words, mixed with the first female ref, Sarah Thomas, which made it about gender equality, has nothing to do with racism or sexism or any of that. That's a divisional tactic. What it is is Marxism, and Marxism like any authoritarian dystopian nightmare is about dehumanizing and degrading the human and removing the human element from society and from culture and removing all the things that the human can do. So you've got to get rid of superheroes. You've got to get rid of things that are, that are organic and that are good. And in order to replace those things, you have to have this artificial system and, and in replacement of those things, the artificial system is the artificial intelligence which will be placed into the technological body to offer us this elixir, or what I call the elixir of life or the elixir of technology, the technological elixir that will give us this immortality in a very mortal body. And so that's the main theme that I noticed in the the whole performance from start to finish um, was at the beginning of the game you had the Vince Lombardi hologram and he talked about being alone. Throughout the Super Bowl halftime performance, you saw subliminal messages, words on the stage, and one of the words was alone. At the end of the performance of the, of the whole thing, at the very end of the game, you saw the Alexa commercial with a Michael B. Jordan. And in that commercial for the Alexa, there's a little teeny tiny black sphere which is your crystal ball and cristallomancy or the black mirror you stare stare and peer into to judge the future. That's our oracle. And th- this woman is looking into the sphere and she says, it's just flawless, isn't it? And these other people say, yeah, we think so. And she says, I mean, I literally couldn't imagine a more beautiful vessel for Alexa to be inside. And then the commercial proceeds. Well, right around that time at the end of the game, there was another Amazon commercial for you know, the Amazon, uh, you know, just as a company, um, but it was focused on Alexa and it said Amazon sponsoring the Super Bowl, the perfect body for Alexa. So what I got out of that is that we're all alone and we're all disconnected, even though we feel we're connected and technology can save us. Technology can bring us back together, which was actually the entire theme of the U.S. marine commercial uh, and that we're trapped by illusion, and the military can free us from that. I'm not sure if you know. You could comment on that and tell me how accurate that is. But the military said they'll they'll free us from illusion if you join the military. But the point is, we are trapped in illusion. We're disconnected, and these artificial bodies that are being created, the artificial digital subreality that's being created through the Internet of Things, the um, the 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 satellite systems, the Neuralink, or what they call the the uh, the Elon Musk uh, satellite system, and others. All of that is creating this like, this sub-reality, on, like this microwave of the entire planet. It's creating an artificial body for artificial intelligence. And Amazon as a company is a, is a microcosm of that. It is the body for the AI. Our world, which is being overridden through the technology, is a body for the artificial intelligence and the artificial consciousness. And I think that's the theme that was being pushed in the Super Bowl this year.
2: Wow, it's funny you say that because um, i done a show late last year about something new I'd come across. You mentioned the Internet of Things there. You also mentioned the World Economic Forum Uh earlier on. And then they've got something that they call the Internet of Bodies. I've read about that, This is where all your wearables and future implantables will go. And just think about that. If they're artificially creating the, the human body... You know, right down to its vital signs. That's what we're talking about here, folks. We'll be back on the other side. Don't go anywhere. More with Ryan Gable. Secretteachings.info.
0: Don't go anywhere. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM.
1: All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK
2: Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
0: Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing, The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support the Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com Yo, hi there, it's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to The Fringe FM. You're welcome. This is Jess
2: Rogie, host of The rogie Report, and you're listening to The Fringe FM, KTLK, Digital Broadcasting. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness
1: is an illusion. Where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline.
0: I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. I want to take us right back into the interview with Kev Baker from The Kev Baker Show yesterday, looking at the Super Bowl ceremony, Super Bowl 55, looking at the symbols, the archetypes, and what it means. Not that it's an Illuminati, satanic, reptilian, New World Order conspiracy ritual, but that it's archetypical and and symbolic like everything in the world and that symbols communicate to our subconscious, and that an event so big as the Super Bowl, with all the energy of hundreds of millions of people pouring into the bowl, the energy is used as it's poured out of the bowl in libations, through the ritual, into the sigils to power those ideas, which may be cultural ideas, extremist ideologies, Or it may just be the idea implantation into your mind that you want to buy a beer or you want to buy some NFL gear. They're selling you all kinds of stuff. A lot of it is silent stuff. They are ideas, they are notions and implications. This is the next segment of the Kev Baker show yesterday where we discussed this. We get into the slogan of the Super Bowl it takes all of us, which I maintain is it as in an antichrist-like clown, which represents death, or the IoT, or information technology. Here's Kev.
2: Ryan Gable is my special guest today. You can catch all of his stuff over at thesecretteachings.info. That's thesecretteachings.info. Ryan is also a host over on Fringe FM. And you know how we get Mary Decina? coming on here every month she is a big fan of ryan as are all of we so ryan tell people when they can hear your show
0: yeah you can hear the show on the fringe fm monday through friday at 2 a.m eastern sounds like a really horrible slot and it sounds like they hated me so they put me there but in reality it's a good show slot because we don't always have to have a hard competition necessarily And we come on right after a lot of other shows, so the audience kind of filters over. And that's 2 a.m. Eastern, Midnight Pacific on The Fringe FM. The website is thesecretteachings.info, where the archive is. And if you go to the website, you can see where my books are. You can see the uh, top news stories and all of that. It's at www.thesecretteachings.info. Kev, when listeners subscribe to my show, they get access to the montages as well as uh, a digital copy of all of my books and then they get a physical book as well all for the same price so that's what supports us and helps keep us on air at the secret teachings and that's where you can hear us five nights a week
2: and then let me tell let me just quickly ask you then mary de cena
0: now people
2: reach out to me i cringe i go oh oh oh, Uh oh boy run the other way right but Anne said to me kev this lady's reached out um i don't know you should take a look at it And I thought, oh, go, here we go again. And I took a look at it (laughs) and I thought, you know what? You know what? I'm going to stop being so, like, prejudgy. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to take a chance. And we'll go for it, right? So I get her on. And, dude, within about 10 minutes, I'm wanting to book her as a regular guest. We get on, like, a house on fire. What a wonderful woman. So, um... Yeah, good stuff going on over there at Fringe FM, dude. And I know she works with your friend, Joe. Joe yeah, Roop. She's, right?
0: she's on Lighting the Void, Joe Roop's show before mine on the fringe. And uh she's on there, I don't know, what is it, every other week or something like that?
2: Yeah, I think it's um, every full no, every, every full,
0: new moon. Every new moon, yeah.
2: Every new moon, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mary great. She comes on great. mine
2: on the full moon. We howl together, we open the phones up. She freaks me out. I call her Scary Mary. Scary she Mary. Freaks, <laughs> yeah, she, she freaks me out in a good way, dude. I, I love her a bit. But listen, we're here today to talk about the Super Bowl. And Ryan is the leading person, in my opinion, um, that talks about this every year. Been looking at this kind of stuff for years the symbolism, the symbols, the sigils, the hidden messages, the themes. And it doesn't surprise me at all that we're getting a transhumanist type feel to things because with the Great Reset all around us, we are moving into a sci-fi world, as as I call it from time to time. Stole that one from Cliff High, I believe. And um, it doesn't surprise me at all that, that they're programming us for that future, that transhumanist future. So I'm looking forward to getting even deeper into what was on display here with Ryan and before the break we were talking about the internet of bodies Ryan and like I was saying um, they're literally now as they build this artificial digital body to house the, the artificial general intelligence but they're getting it down to the detail of you know our own vital statistics getting fed into this kind of mother load of data that then comes together to well produce what they're after
0: well, the data is very important, Kev, and this is something that, uh, again, I didn't notice right away. But when I sat down earlier today and I was looking at all of this, and I printed out some pictures and I made some uh, some handwritten notes about the sh- about the show for my show, The Secret Teachings. And uh, before I even knew I was coming on your show tonight, uh, I was looking at some of the, some of the intros into the game, and I was trying to pull sound clips for my montage, and I just overlooked something last night and it was I kind of I guess it was like one of the the, the text themes the theme of the Super Bowl and uh, although I watched it I didn't catch it at first and what the theme is and it was just five words it takes all of us and it was in relation to the Vince Lombardi video and the hologram and about how you know it takes all of us to work together and to wear your mask and to do this stuff that we can, you know, hopefully prevent COVID from getting worse, so we can go back to some idea of normal. You know, not not unless Klaus Schwab has something to say about it, of course. But I took it in a different way, and I think it has more than one meaning. I think it does have to do with with the so called pandemic, but I also think that the underlying theme, in an occult sense, and remember, it doesn't mean. And in the cult sense that something is put there intentionally, it just has another meaning. So, like, I, I look outside my window here, and there are trees. Trees are phallic. That doesn't mean somebody planted the tree because they thought it was a penis. It just is a phallic, a phallic <laughs> symbol, right?
2: <laughs> um, brilliant. But,
0: but if you were to go on YouTube and claim that was the reason you get oh, 10 times the traffic, dude. Oh, um, yeah. The next time you would see me, I would be in this giant mansion I wouldn't yeah, even be the doing a phallic, right.
2: phallic, phallic tree. I like it, man.
0: Yeah, and then you have really big phallic trees like those tree stumps, like uh, Devil's Mountain, right? Yeah, That's I, a, I, you stole it off me, man. You have ancient giant trees. Ancient yeah. giant yeah. trees, and rocks are human bones, and <laughs> yeah. you make a lot of money oh, off go that go stuff. Go full mud fossil. I, I'm with you, man. We should just do it. That's <laughs> right, the you know? mud fossils. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I thought it takes all of us. And I kind and I so so my point is I'm listening to like these audio clips, and Vince the Vince Lombardi character is talking about how we all came together, we came as one, and these other commercials. It just it started sounding like it wasn't we in the human sense, and my mind ran wild. It started sounding like it was we, like this this otherworldly anti human force or energy. That's just what my mind thought. It's not what I'm saying it is. It just is a thought. And so then I reread the theme, It Takes All of Us, which was flashed on the screen. Your viewers can see the image here. Hold it up. It takes all of us. Uh, That's the Jumbotron at Raymond James Stadium. It takes all of us. So I thought it, maybe it Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a word. It is more like, well, you can imagine uh, an AI, but it is also IT and what is IT? Information technology takes all of us. So I felt that data and information technology is the most important critical point because they cannot build the artificial system and infuse it with the artificial intelligence and consciousness if they don't have the data to replicate and to copy the real world, which is why I recommend disconnecting as much as you can from the digital system to help throttle back the replication of the the real world. Like, I don't know if you read that Samsung report, Kev. Samsung and the... Did you read that Samsung's 6G proposal?
2: Um, No, I've been looking into some of the Chinese 6G satellite testing
0: that's going on, though. Oh, I haven't heard about that. You'll have to tell me and see some stuff on that. Yeah,
2: they've actually got a satellite up there right now running test
0: 6G. 6G. Well, uh, Samsung wants to create digital replicas of people and places, and they said they want this virtual world to be run by machines. and they said it's not an idea. it's they're physically building it right now. It'll be done by you could put millions of dollars on this bet two thousand and thirty, you know, which mm. is the un's agenda, it's you know the Google agenda and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. so. Anyway, I don't know if you want to run from that point or you want me to continue. I think it takes all of us. It just kind of makes me think the underlying theme is AI. Information technology takes all of us, replicates us. That's what creates that virtual matrix-like simulation, and we become obsolete, and we all have to you know, hack into the matrix, if you will.
2: You know, I, I speak to Dr. Kevin McCairn, um, neuroscientist and He talks about with everything going on right now, the COVID and everything around the world, all all the craziness, everything going on, he hypothesizes and we spoke about perhaps some emergent technology that we're not aware of yet. And uh, we've thrown it out there that it could be the kind of AI that you're talking about here, Ryan. Absolutely. Um, I look at a lot of the kind of decision making that's been made around everything going on in the past 18 months or so with COVID. And I've said a few times, it feels to me like like we're being gamed. You you know, you've been told one thing in one hand, something in another hand. We're all being pitted off against each other, put into different camps. We're all being told what we want to hear on social media. Uh, and I've thrown it out there. You know, uh, is there an AI playing some kind of role in this? And then it's been donkeys. It's donkeys since we've worked together, right? And you don't know this because I know you're a busy guy. You don't keep up with my shows and my audience are probably at the point of like grabbing the vomit button or bucket, sorry. Every time I start to talk about data, memetic warfare, Cambridge Analytica type companies, um, we're so on the same path, or we're going, we're looking at the same destination, and we're taking different paths to get there, Ryan, um, independently, but at the same time coming back together to speak tonight. It looks like we're both seeing the same things, you know, and the Super Bowl. Well, if that's symbolizing all of this, it doesn't mean we're right. But I think we're probably on to something.
0: Well, I, I do listen to your show as often as I can, but unfortunately, it's not as much as I'd like to. Um, I also wanted to, to note that uh, Scottish accents are now a CDC symptom of COVID, so you might want oh, nice, to nice. get that checked I out. They're going get the tip. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to get the tip ten times swirled. <laughs> They're going to go yeah, in. Next week it'll be
2: Welsh accents. Don't worry
0: about it. <laughs> Clockwise and then anti-clockwise. You've got to make sure you get all the particles, you know. Uh, but, but, yes, the Super Bowl, uh, just like the Olympics, which was your first show, you said, right, the, the 2012 Olympics. Uh, these are such big events. Uh, this year, 99 million people watched the Super Bowl. That's a lot of energy and attention and any and every company that has the ability to advertise is going to want to advertise for that, whether it's Dr. Squatch soap or it's a Budweiser commercial with all the Budweiser characters uh, or it's Amazon for their Alexa product. You have companies that are trying to sell you products. You have the NFL trying to sell you a message of social justice and you have an overall theme from, I would assume, our larger financiers, which also include companies like Amazon, which are trying to sell you an idea. And the idea is that you as a human are incomplete, that you are flawed, that a flawless god created a flawed human being. And since the flawed human being, which you would argue this in philosophy or occultism and things like that, that humans are flawed, but through... The betterment of oneself through the usage of the will, and the usage of the mind, and the usage of the intuition, and the usage of the body, which you know are the sword and the wand, and the pentacle and the cup in, in tarot and in magic and in ritual ceremonies, paganism, witchcraft, etc. That through the through the ceremonies and rituals and, and directing those things, you are able to overcome your beastial nature to slay the dragon. Um, as Siegfried did, and to overcome uh, the, the beast, of beauty and the beast, uh, and become harmonious. But that's humans doing it. Some humans are proposing that, no, 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 no. Individuals cannot do this. But we can do this collectively through a hive mind, through artificial intelligence, and through robots and machines and the Internet of Things and the body of things. And we can do this by promising people all the wonderful benefits of development, developing the self, without any of the, the, the hard work to get there. And there won't even be any consequences to it because you're building utopia. We're building a world where there will be no hunger, where there will be no pain and no suffering, where you'll be able to watch TV all day and never have to work again. And your bills are paid, and you don't, might not even have bills. Now all that sounds really great, but it also sounds like a nightmare, because if you consider the fact that humans typically receive some kind of, uh, you know, we f- we receive feedback and stimuli from our environment, and we feel good when we build something, accomplish something, etc. If you have none of that, and we're just getting all of our money from from the government with universal basic income, and and this goes into a subject that that we're not necessarily talking about tonight, but the idea is we can be replaced and made better, replaced in the sense that there's no use for us. So since there's no use for us, we can just have a nice, easy life. Uh, The argument is this can happen through technology if we just give the power to the companies that are developing and manufacturing it because they tell us, like that Twilight Zone episode, one of my favorites, that they are here to serve us. They're here to give us faster download speeds for our Netflix and Hulu and Pornhub. They're here to help us to, uh, you know, to to have, uh, you know, Internet access uh, everywhere in the world, 24 hours a day. Even if you're in the, the, the Amazon or if you're in the desert, wherever that desert might be, you can get Internet access. That's what Facebook and Google are doing with satellites and drones. They're dumping billions, hundreds of billions of dollars so you can download movies faster. If that sounds preposterous, it, it is preposterous because these companies are not don't, donating or investing that kind of money, Kev, to make our lives easier. These are the same companies that if you call them to get a refund on something that they messed up, you're not, you, most of the time you can't get your money back. And if you do, it takes six weeks to six months to get your money back. I'm supposed to believe that they invested $100 billion, $200 billion in me so I can download movies faster or stream YouTube videos or the radio I don't think so. So what they're offering us is a poisoned apple. It's the technological elixir. Not the typical elixir of life where we become essentially immortal, but a false elixir, a technological elixir that will trap the immortal spirit in a mortal body indefinitely and extinguish the growth of that spirit in the physical world. So in essence, what it is, is if you looked at, For example, and in the relationship to the Super Bowl, if you looked at the Super Bowl logo, it's LV55, and then the trophy, the Lombardi trophy in the middle, L-I-V. And just on that theme, L-I-V-E is live, right? Life, live. And if you invert life, we call that evil or satanic or whatever the word might be. And the inversion of live, L-I-V-E, is E-V-I-L. It's evil. So I believe that what we're seeing is for lack of a better word a very evil agenda it's very anti-human and they're using events like the Super Bowl to sell you on these ideas
2: it's um very anti-human you know um, when you look at the whole you could go back to Bill Gates and his uh, discussions about death panels and getting carbon stuff down to zero Humans, we're, we're, we're pesky kind of plight on, on the planet. We're, we're a scourge. You know, we're like a virus on the planet.
0: Oh, yeah. Everything,
2: everything is stomping on us humans. Um, I totally see this. And then you listen to the World Economic Forum and some of the stuff that they put forward. I mean, I say I'm optimistic about the future. Ryan, that sounds really weird, right? But I like some of the tech that's out there. I like some of the changes that are being talked about because, you know, we ain't living perfect. We could do things better. I just don't like the people that are behind this and their intentions. And I don't like it when people like Klaus Schwab say that we're going to own nothing and we're all going to be happy. In fact, we're going to love owning nothing. It doesn't sound like um, the, the, the kind of utopia that I was hoping for when we move into the space age. Uh, it certainly does seem that humans, well... You've heard what Geordie Rose says, you've heard what all the experts say about AI, how it looks at humanity, or how it may look at humanity, or more to the point, how it won't look at humanity. Will be insignificant as an ant is to us right now. So yeah, the whole anti-human agenda um, ramping up big
0: time, big time dude. This whatever you call it, anti-human agenda, Kev, yeah, it it plays on individual components of humanity because humans are naturally uh, and I think instinctually and intuitively, although we are, we look at people that are different than us and we typically have a reaction initially that this could mean danger because it's an instinctual thing. But we're also instinctually uh, connected with emotion to other human beings and we feel pain when others feel pain. Uh, in essence, we're we're already part of a hive mind. We we already have abilities that technology professes to give us. We're already social creatures. We're already connected. You know, if you've ever had like, I mean, if you have a kid or if you have a kid, hopefully you have a good relationship with them, or if you have a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You know, and you have a really deep connection. Like you can read the other person's mind. I don't need Elon Musk to put wires in my head to know what my son wants. You know, I'm connected to him. So the idea that technology can provide us with those components is a misnomer, and it's erroneous, um, and it's it's a fraud. It's a giant deception. Now, that that's a lot of what I talk about in the technological elixir book. Um, and when we apply that to something like the Super Bowl, and we see that this, the theme is constantly transhumanism, anti-human, post-human, you know, world, um, you know, destruction of the cities, destruction of human beings, destruction of civilization and the replacing of it with uh, uh, like a virtual hive mind, everything uploaded to the cloud. Those same themes pop up again and again and again and again and again because they're trying to sell you on the idea and they're trying to communicate to you consciously to get you to acquiesce to it thinking that it's Convenient, or it makes life you know simpler. Or it's more safe, more secure, private. You know, for your information, and to get you to accept something that otherwise, you know, if Musk and you know Bezos and these who's now stepping down from Amazon and these other people just came out, right, Kev, and they got they came on the Kev Baker show and they said, "Hey, Kev, uh, we want to eliminate you, but we're going to do it by making you feel that you're really special and you're going to have superhuman abilities." How's that feel? You know, no, that's not what they're going to do. They're going to say, "Hey, look." We can get, make your life better. And you're like, oh, that sounds great. I'll get on the ship to go to Utopia. And then the girl comes over and says, it's a cookbook. They're going to eat you. And the guy gets on the ship anyway.
2: I, I'm probably a bad example to, to use because some people say that I was in the presence of uh, Lucifer or Satan himself <laughs> and a Jordy you know, Rose on. I found him quite a nice guy. He was so maybe a nice I'm not guy. the best judge of character in this situation, right? And probably, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that, Who knows where I would end up? You know,
0: that was a, that was a good show. Yeah, yeah. You did the the Jordy Rose interview. Yeah, big. I still yeah. big props to you after over a year or so. Two was that two years ago? When did you do that? A
2: couple of years now, dude. Yeah, a couple yeah. of years now. He's um, wow. And again, wow. you don't really hear much from him. Really hear much from him at all. I know he was having a real issue in his. Um, path he was taking to artificial general intelligence with kindred and that company. Um, Oh, what was the robotic? The name escapes me now. Handsome. Um, he was having not, a, yeah, he was having a real issue. The one where they had the sense. Remember that one?
0: Mm, I, I don't
2: recall. I can't that remember one. the name of it off the top of my head. Um, that's really going to bug me, what? but, um, yeah, he was saying at that time, um, and again people say he was just lying to you Kev but he was saying Kev honestly like if I was to put a figure on it type thing we're we're maybe 10% towards creating something akin to to what I'm wanting to get but it's just so hard it is just so hard you know but again that's one approach Ryan one approach and his approach was uh, as much as you could let the robot let the AI learn and grow up in the real world treat it as close to being a human as possible and that way perhaps that would spark the 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 sentience if you bring it up like a human you know like a child uh, then that was that kind of idea So
0: let it develop you know? let it develop as organically as possible yes I mean, yes i i think geordie rose is a great example i heard that interview i i think geordie rose is just an average guy and he was he was nice enough to do the interview with you and you know he was he was pretty laid back in the interview he didn't sound like a satanist or whatever people call him and I honestly feel the same way about people like Elon Musk and a lot of the MIT people. I don't think that they're in, involved in some giant conspiracy. However, I think that some of these people, with the comments they make, it's almost like they either have a conscious conscience and they're afraid of what they're doing, um, and they just feel like it's necessary to continue to build the machines and to build these systems, or they don't really have a choice. Some of them sound like they don't have a choice. Uh, I've heard some of these professors and tech people. They're like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing, but we have to do it. Why do you have to do it? We just have to do it. It, It's just, we we don't have a choice. It's
2: that's creepy. That's creepy. When you start hearing that thing,
0: (laughs) it is. It's like, it's like John Connor in that, that new Terminator where he's, he's fused with nanites all throughout his body that control his body. And we know that there's the neural dust that can connect the electrocuticles to the nerves. And, I mean, that technology exists, and that was just some college kids that officially developed it. So beyond what Geordie Rose said, I don't think there's some grand conspiracy of, of humans. I think if there's anything involved in that uh, planning, I think it's something that's already intelligent, and I would argue that it p- perhaps came from somewhere else, that it's alien in a sense. That takes us to another realm, another topic, but it also can take us back to the Super Bowl because I don't think that the weekend— you know the guy that performed at the halftime show or any of the football players or commentators or fans i don't think anybody at all was involved in some giant conspiracy but i think energy works through people and i think knowing that certain symbols have you know meaning and depending on where the ideas for the performances come from um it's just like a television station you don't have to have a cons- you know a conspiracy to control the news you just have to say okay what information is coming from the news wire and if one source controls that information then that's why you end up with those uh those reports of like a thousand news outlets saying the same thing right yep. that's yep. that's how you control and create these narratives and i think that's how these these uh rituals are put together and then once the ritual is empowered in the bowl in the cauldron with the energy of the mil- hundreds millions of people uh, it 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 basically illuminates the the spherical crystal or the spherical black sphere from the Alexa commercial. And it provides us Oracle for the coming year and for the coming years. And it shows us what's coming. And then they also show you literally it's machines, robots. It's an artificial world. And you're going to be part of it. Like, uh, what was it? Peter Diamandis from the Singularity University. He said, it's not a matter of whether it's good or bad. You're going to do it. And that's going to be how it is. And it's just kind of like uh, Klaus Schwab. He's like, we're going to assimilate every part of your body. And it's just like, at some point, these guys start to sound like the Borg. You know, lower your shields. Resistance is futile. The invasion happened a
2: long time ago, folks. Now they're getting to the body-snatching. We'll be back after the break. Don't go
0: anywhere. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but...
2: That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings
0: and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing the secret teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind with a one-year subscription to the show access to all of the montages all of my digital books and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the united states and autographed if you'd like Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support The Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com.
1: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff.
2: <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy.
0: You're listening to The Fringe FM, where the Wheel of the Year turns from Yule to Letha, Ostara to Maybon. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting,
1: If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings.
0: Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Tonight, a special second part edition of our annual Super Bowl show. Last night I did Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. I did my show, It Takes All of Us, was the name of the show. But I also did the Kev Baker show out of Scotland, and I like to do a little cross promo with Kev Baker over on TFR. And uh, not a financial crossover promotion, but just a, uh, you know, an awareness that, hey, look, there's this guy named Kev Baker in Scotland who does really great work and who's very consistent with his show. I I think Kev goes, he's basically on seven nights a week now, so you can find Kev Baker on YouTube, although he doesn't use that as much, TFR, and then his Kev Baker show website or on social media. Kev Baker is also a brilliant guy, kind of hard to respond to the praise that he gave me yesterday. But I love Kev Baker, and I know a lot of you like Kev Baker. And this is uh, another segment. We won't have time to play all of it, but this is another segment from the Kev Baker show yesterday, our big Super Bowl special on KBS. And uh, we, also, um, we also didn't get time to play the, the, the entirety of the show, so we'll, that show will be available to download, uh, not just this show, in the Secret Teachings archive, which is now powered by Captivate, but you'll be able to find it through Kev. Uh, and you should be able to down- download the whole thing, his entire show with his ins and outs and all of the things that he has to say and what he thinks, uh, and if you'd like to catch his show live, it's 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Well, actually, Monday through Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Friday, it's 7 p.m. Eastern, and that's on TFR. But you are listening to The Fringe FM, so don't get confused by that. This is the thefringe.fm. And I urge you to support the network just like you do The Secret Teachings. It helps us to stay here on air five nights a week. So here's the remainder of that interview towards the end. uh, We'll have to cut it a little bit short for time. And you'll hear the uh, exit for The Secret Teachings. Thank you all so much for listening tonight. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Also, stay healthy.
2: I hope um, anyone who has caught today's promo got a little laugh. Um, Ryan pointed out to me it was last year's uh, <clears throat> Super Bowl promo I had used a, as the graphic, but I've fixed it now, folks. I've fixed it now. It's okay. It's like a glitch in the matrix, you see. And that's why I'm glad I've got somebody like Ryan Gable here to talk me through what was really going on as all these men were chasing about that football over there, which really can—they were going after me because it should <laughs> be called handball. You very rarely kick the American football, but hey, it is what it is, folks. Anything to be different from us Europeans, as it was pointed out to me the other day, I like that. But um, Ryan, Super Bowl, thank you for being here today. Before we get back into it, let people know the website and tell them about the show you're going to be on later. You're going to be on the the big show with Clyde, man.
0: Yeah, we're going to be on Clyde Lewis at... 11 p.m. Eastern Clyde comes on at 10 Eastern he's going to do an overview of the of his analysis and then we're going to talk uh, and then my show comes on at 2 a.m. Eastern so basically you got Clyde and then you'll have the secret teachings on the fringe FM where you can hear us Monday through Friday on the fringe FM fringe FM app that you can download for free it's on paranormal radio talk stream live it's pretty much everywhere uh, the fringe FM is big, just like Truth Frequency Radio, and uh, you can subscribe to the archive if you want to get access to all the shows. Um, I break down this kind of stuff on a daily, weekly basis, not a Super Bowl show, of course, but we talk about things like this, from health to magic to history, and that is essentially what the secret teachings are, and that's what we use as a a tool to help us understand what's going on in the world of parapolitics, Kev.
2: Parapolitics. politics, I love it. I love it. And here he is, folks. Ryan Gable making Mondays great again. I, I love it, dude. I love it.
0: <laughs> is that what Listen your hat in. says? Is that what your hat says? Make Mondays great again.
2: I- it's actually super dry. I-, I think it says super dry. Um, because I'm like a, a really small man. Like
0: quite <laughs> you're just a just a wee um, man.
2: Yeah, in Scotland, it's really hard to get clothes that fit me. And I refuse to shop in the large boys segment. Just it's a mad thing, right? I've got testicles to think about in pride. So there's a, there's a shop called Super Dry, and it's clothes, I, I believe, I believe I might be being highly racist here, who knows, but I was told it comes from Japan. The Japanese people are smaller in stature. So as you can imagine, they're small <laughs> in Super Dry actually fits me. So for the first time in my life, I don't look like I'm wearing clothes that are like
0: five sizes too big for me, dude. Not the, at the risk of also sounding racist. Are you turning Japanese?
2: Oh, uh, no. I don't know, I don't think so. Not,
0: <laughs> not, not anytime soon, Mr. Ryan. Look at that. Pe- pe- people don't know if you're Japanese doing a Scottish accent or Scottish doing a Japanese accent.
2: And how weird I've got a good friend now that, that lives in Japan. Doctor you oh, see yeah. how the world's a weird place, right?
0: I love Japan. I want to. I was going to go to Japan be, before they released the uh, the uh, binary weapon system last year. I was going to go. They're ahead.
2: old school over in Japan, man. They don't
0: do being woke. I oh, know. Not much. I know Wokeness they don't. Over there, dude. Why do you think yeah. I want to go to Japan? They might not like I was, me. I was just, gonna, I was <laughs> just thinking
2: uh, I'm thinking aloud. Thinking, damn, why don't I go to Japan? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's that, right now probably not the best time.
0: Now, they don't put up with it. There's some places in the States here that don't put up with it either. You go down to the deep south or you go to tex- part of Texas or you stay out of Austin but you go to I Texas. Can,
2: I can imagine <laughs> there's a few places down there that will uh, take a while to, to, for them to get woke and diverse, yeah. I would say.
0: It's pretty much around the big cities, which I'll use it as a shameless segue into the halftime show if you want to talk about that. big Love cities, it.
2: Love it, dude. Love it.
0: I I don't know. Did you watch the halftime show? I don't know how many people actually watched this thing. To be I imagine honest with you, lots. I'm of
2: a certain age now, where I'm, I'm starting to get really depressed because, as the years go on and the Super Bowls go on each year, I, I know that the main star just a little bit less. <laughs> and this year, I had no idea who this character was, dude. I'm looking at Anne going, "Who is this cat?" Wait, I is it because one of one tune. One tune now is it? Is no. it because of age? Is it because well, I'm just getting old, dude. I don't know. I've given up on music. Like modern music. For me, music died in the nineties. It just got, <laughs> either that or I took far too much ecstasy. one of the two, and could I'm be. stuck back in the nineties. I
0: don't know. It could have been one, two, or it could have been option three, whatever they did to you at McDill Air Force Base. <laughs> you know?
2: Well, that's another <laughs> there's another show altogether, yes indeed. We've got, that, that's coming up there, we've got a new member on the channel I, I, I really do appreciate that We're not live on YouTube right now, which is a bit weird It so, sounded, um, sounded like San Andreas music Yeah, I'm not quite ready to share my um, Well, one day at McDill Air Force Base I was taken into a cupboard I'm not ready to have that moment yet Ryan, so what we'll do is Wait, well, hold on, hold totally, on. I'll deflect it back to the Super Bowl, right?
0: Okay, as long as Joe Biden didn't sniff you at McDill, that's what I was afraid of. You could have, well, got, you could have gotten I can't, stiff.
2: See, I, can't, I can neither confirm nor deny that his hairs were standing on end. Because his hair... He's got blonde hairs when he goes in and out of the swimming pool. That's all I'm saying. Also, you rub them down and watch the hairs
0: go back up. I, I, see. I wasn't
2: young enough. I wasn't young enough. I had to be under a certain age to get to do that.
0: But no, you, he certainly I, promised to smell me. You just got the, the Chinese COVID anal swab, which which is it's real. We're I joking, but it's real. For, which I was grateful for, man. Come on, you got to take <laughs> what you get. Dude, bend over and take it. you got to bend over and take what the Chinese want to give you, yeah. Uh, they got a Chinese special for you.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, dude.
0: So, okay, well, let's, let's, let's have some fun. You know, I, I don't know how you feel about uh, Las Vegas, but Las Vegas made uh, an appearance at the halftime show, Kev. Uh, it was the backdrop, essentially, of the introduction. Uh, to, I'm looking at a picture of it here for anybody watching the video. It was the backdrop to the introduction of the weekend. Uh, I, this guy's real name is Abel. Uh, I, I don't really know much about the guy. I feel the way that you do. I don't really I just, I don't know what this is. This isn't even music. I feel like these people aren't even human. I don't know. Uh, some of the music's like, okay, I get it. But it's point is I'm watching this and I like how, first of all, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and these other big companies were like, we're going to donate money to vaccine research and vaccine advertisements. We're not going to advertise during the Super Bowl. And then, the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show presented to you by Pepsi with a Coca-Cola logo in the background. They're, they're doing it subliminally. So, anyway, uh, the weekend he gets out of his car in Vegas. Now, normally I wouldn't comment on such an obscure reference in relation to the rest of the game. I see you have the video up there on the screen uh, or the rest of the halftime performance. But it goes from Vegas into I, uh, the weekend, the guy sitting on a black cube. Now, we've talked about that before, the black cube and what it represents. And I have a, a yep. copy of my book, The Technological Elixir, here, which you can see the, the cube on the front of the book. Uh, that's at thesecretteachings.info. You can check out the book. So they're sitting on the black cube. That kind of sets the, no pun intended, it also sets the, the foundation for the rest of the performance. And then immediately, they jump right into what you call the woo. Right above the weekend and right above the cube comes this angelic figure floating down from the heavens. And they're all dark, but you can tell they've kind of got like white robes on. So they're kind of angelic. Um, Now I was
2: talking. Well, uh, well, apart from the red glowing Mothman (laughs) eyes. The Mothman
0: eyes, yes. Yeah, it looks like Mothman, doesn't it?
2: And not many angels are depicted with the red glowing eyes, my friend, no.
0: That's, that's, that's the archangel Michael, Kev. I don't know what you're talking about, what Bible class you took. That looks like a spirit of goodness right there.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that, that, me feel, that makes me feel nice and warm and fuzzy, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, why? first of all, you could ask why that needs to be the imagery. Do you need to make it darker? I thought they were going to try to make it light because we shouldn't be celebrating because of COVID. But they got to make this thing about the angel of death coming down from the heaven, uh, heavens, and then you it know looks on the black like cube, one
2: of these Chinese um, biological kind of suits that we've seen them going into houses.
0: You know what? That's that's interesting. We might, I think, we can get to that at the end of the halftime show. I'll, we'll save nice. save that thought. Uh, nice. I was talking to Clyde Lewis earlier, and he was saying that it's kind of like the angel of death, which is Azrael, uh, in the Islamic tradition. And the reason that that and Vegas are important is because as the angel comes down on the black cube and then into the audience, or not the audience, but the chorus, kind of the audience of the chorus, there is, with the, with the giant red eyes, there's a, uh, a reference, if you looked up Asriel, in like the Encyclopedia Britannica to see who Asriel is. And the definition of Asriel is, and I'll read this right from in the encyclopedia, Azrael has a foot on the razor-sharp bridge between paradise and hell. So the way I interpreted it is, Vegas is paradise, and the city is hell. And so here comes Azrael, the angel of death, down into the city. Uh, Fast-forwarding quickly, you see the city ends up turning into a graveyard. So the city is destroyed about halfway through the performance, and the uh, buildings that are standing turn into tombstones. So that's basically the introduction to it, and it has the black cube and the angel of death. So they really went for cheering people up there, Kev. I don't know. It makes me feel a little bit happy to see the angel of death coming down with what looks like, like if you look at that one picture up close, I had to really slow the, the video down to get that one picture of the up close people with the uh, Android faces or the robot faces kind of looks like it, it reminds me of like John Carpenter done. It? It's like a John Carpenter image or something. It's like Metropolis they live.
2: Metropolis comes to mind for me, that, that yeah. old Metropolis movie.
0: Yeah. Clyde mentioned that too. It was it's like Metropolis. Yeah. So, so they definitely used that imagery in the halftime performance. With um,
2: everything going on in the world, I'm not sure what the figure um, is. Over in the
0: US, and listen—if we just use the figure
2: as a ballpark measure, because I'm sure that they're playing with the numbers anyway. But I—I um, I, I don't think this kind of theme—it's not the theme I would have opted for. And uh, um, with everything going on in the world right now, it's very dark, Ryan. It's very a- dark, and I get it. It's—it's it's dark in the world. It's serious, but uh, I don't know if I would have really um honed into that and made it the theme of my halftime show to cheer people up on america's big right. day you know
0: they should have brought shakira back she could have danced and you know
2: oh yeah or uh, what was her name janet jackson with the the, the, yeah, the accident pop, with timber snake
0: yeah pop the tit out again yeah and you know that'll make people happy right yeah, you know put i don't the know sun
2: symbol right on it. oh yeah <laughs> right yeah,
0: yeah bring bring them all back you know bring them all back and have a have a just a big dance off in the middle of the super bowl stadium and that would be happier. but That's
2: going to be in 2030, dude. That's what they're going to do. They'll have <laughs> Rihanna. They'll have all of them there. Katy Perry will be there. They'll, they'll do it all, man. It'll be like a, a kind of a, a revival, an Illuminati revival tour.
0: An Illuminati reunion, yeah. They'll they'll bring yeah, them all the back. Yeah,
2: Celebration World Tour.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's right. So yeah. I, I broke this down into like three parts, basically. It's just you had the black cube and the angel of death. And then if you scroll down in those pictures I gave you, uh, for anyone who doesn't see the video, you can just look at the halftime show and see this yourself. It's very, very obvious. When the weekend is performing uh, on the stage where the city is, um, that it later turns into tombstones, uh, you can see words that are in this in the city. So, what do you see there, Kev? You got alone, touch, touch. It looks like hours, in uh, cottage. enough, hours long. yeah. enough long. Okay, so remember I mentioned earlier, "alone" was the word used at the beginning with Vince Lombardi, and then at the very end, "alone" was also used used again towards the end of the game. So that's kind of like a theme. So there, there's your overt subliminals, and then if you go into the stage, the stage opens up, and the weekend walks into the stage. Now, this part.
2: Sorry to interrupt, but just looking at that there, I mean, you can see him.
0: Are these physical humans, or are they like holographic, or something? Or they on a video board? I didn't think of the holographic. I think that they're they're physical humans because I think
2: well, it, either way. I mean, you can see how it's almost um, they're alone. They're, they're they're socially distanced. They're together, but they're alone. You know?
0: Yeah, they're isolated in their homes. It's yeah. like uh, what 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 was the Lady Gaga performance on the brain piano? It was like the MTV Awards or something. Yeah, and um, whatever that was, I can't remember what that performance was. But she, but the, I think that started out with a virtual city, and everybody was in there uh, connected to like a computer in their individual little tiny micro apartments in the city. So it reminded me of that. If that, yeah, if that was MTV, I can't remember what a word show that was. Um, so they, any, they all run into one another after a while, Ryan, don't they? They do. They blend together. Don't yeah? yeah. They, they blend together. And in fact, um, Lady Gaga playing the piano that was a big brain it's just playing with your mind which is what this next scene with the weekend does when he goes inside the stage and it's it's to me it's very disorienting when you watch it you'll have to message me and tell me what you this think this is
2: in um, one bit i thought when i seen this um it felt like in blackpool we've got a place over here blackpool the hall of mirrors that's what it felt like to me it was like wow i had not seen anything kind of like this at a halftime show before and like you say and um, very um uncomfortable to watch
0: yes uncomfortable yeah Yeah. disorienting and yeah uncomfortable that's the word that was just in my mind uncomfortable and you 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 could you could notice so for those of you who can't see the images or didn't watch it it's he goes inside the stage the weekend does and it's it's like broadway big lights kind of gold yellowish and there are arrows and words on the walls and they're kind of not in order but they're sort of in order and the way he dances, as it's disorienting and kind of confusing and discombobulating, as he's dancing, the camera's shaking, he's like in close, he's back, he's going side to side, the camera's rotating around. I mean, it,
2: it- <laughs> Ryan, I was going to say, the camera work is weird as well, really weird. Yeah. It, it kind of um, it adds to the whole thing. And, you know, looking at it there, the colors involved, and we were talking AI earlier on, we mentioned Jordy Rose you know, I can squint my eye and I can see him in the housing for a D-wave quantum chip. <laughs> it, it looks like he's in that kind of, oh, end, yeah. kind of apparatus, the, the thing that hangs down. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Basically, that inverted Tower of Babel you yeah. showed me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. It does kind of have that theme, that feel to it. Yeah. So, so if you look at those images or if you're just listening, you know, get an idea of what it looks like. Uh, it kind of also reminded me of A House of Mirrors. So you've got a house of mirrors, multiple, you know, faces, and then the people come out and they're all dressed with like masks on, their heads are taped, you know, which was kind of like a commentary on the, the, what do you call it? The, um, like the vanity of Hollywood and celebrities. So that was an underlying theme. A very
2: Las Vegas kind of feel to it as well as obviously when you, when you look, just looking at it, I mean, if you didn't know that there was the Las Vegas city, you you, you look at this when he's inside this kind of inside the stage and you can just tell it's all the glitz and glamour, right?
0: Right, and in fact, that's a really great point because what that is, is that's paradise and then outside it turns into a tombstone it's a graveyard, so that's hell right, so that's, you're right, that's Vegas that's a really great point, so you see the images and so the, the, these pictures that you see, or if you watch the video the video, you'll see words and some of them are easy to catch, like feel nothing that's what it says on the wall and it's and it's subliminal too it's not if you're not really focused on it and you're watching the dancers then it's like that commercial with the bear is it a bear yeah. or like a gorilla that dances through the basketball players yeah so you're looking for you see it says feel nothing it says alone again on the wall alone feel nothing and then one that i noticed after the game i was looking at the video uh and I noticed in this one image, I think it's above the one that you have there, Kev. Um, you can see that The weekend, hes it's the one above that, too. He's kind of blurry in this image because it was just one frame. And if you yep. lo- look real close, it says, turn your mind. It says yep. that on the wall. Turn your mind. And then right next to that, where his head is, it says, feel nothing. Turn your mind. Feel nothing. Alone. That's not very happy to me, dude. I don't understand why that is the theme when they're trying to make people happy. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.